Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. Today, we're exploring the joy, if you talk to me, or horror, if you trust Julie's nonsense, of transactional handjobs and Mindy Kaling's new HBO vehicle, The Sex Lives of College Girls. Then we crash land in remote wilderness with the cast of Scientologists Are Among Us, a.k.a. Showtime's Yellow Jackets. Obviously, we're talking about our favorite men, women, days, non-binaries in wigs in UK and in Canada. We have yet to explore Italy, but we will get there. We talk about some podcasts, and then Julie disproves the maxim that cheaters never prosper in our end of episode game. Let's dive in. That was perfect. Amazing. Whoa, with our brand new rock star producer. Emma, you look like a real life podcast producer now. <laughs> Finally. 2022 is going to be our year, guys. <laughs> The you, year of, of us. You also look like Bamju, who is a member of one of my favorite K-pop groups, Tomorrow by Together. <laughs> He's got like that shaggy wolf cut with the uh, streaks in it. You just look nicer. That's great. Of all the K-pop stars who know, I'm glad I look like one of the boys. <laughs> he just has the same hairstyle, obviously. <laughs> and they're all pretty effeminate because they're they prepubescent. Are. And they have such soft skin. Have you felt it, Julie? It looks Is that like why you have an aversion tell. to K-pop? Because of all the different statutes against I you? I don't think it's any weirder that I'm annoyed by K-pop that you're obsessed with K-pop. I wouldn't say obsessed. I would say, like, committed. I would say passionate. <laughs> I would say, like, I don't know what I'd do with my life were it not for K-pop. I feel like those are very basic, non-threatening, super chill things to say. <laughs> Is what I'd say. <laughs> Well, we are joined by a special guest today. It is a <laughs> tiny little high-maintenance dog called Fatty. Oh, say hi to the camera. Is it a Don't dog? worry, is it I an will. Ewok? <laughs> is it, it a is. puppet? <laughs> she's not really high-maintenance, which is weird why today she's just barking up a storm, but I will hold her. I'll hold you as long as I can. I'll hold you as long as I can. She has much to say, which is great because I have almost nothing to say. Lies. Um, Nothing the pertinent. original Red Dawn. Have you ever seen the original Red Dawn? It's like one of the most violent movies ever, but it was filled with hot guys. It had like Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze, and um, that's pretty much all I remember. Um, <laughs> but they're brothers. Oh, Harry Dean Stanton, who stands at a chain link fence, who's like, Avenge me, boys! Avenge me! So, like, Russia comes and. Uh, <laughs> Fucking <America>. Russia. <laughs> all of Russia. <laughs> Pangea char- 2.0. <laughs> Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze are brothers in it, and they, like, live in the mountains. They're Wolverines. Like, that's the name of their school. Anyway, at the end, they're both going to die, and Patrick Swayze's holding... I think he's already dead, Charlie Sheen. He's like, oh, just as long as I can, man. Oh, just as long as I can. I'm just so tired. And then immediately let's go. Like, when Rose says, I'll never let go, I'll never let go. Immediately let's go. I know it's a fucking metaphor, but still not over it. Have I talked about... All the movies that I've seen that I used to watch endlessly as a teenager and then going back and being like, oh, my God, these are so violent. (laughs) These are awful, awful, terrible movies. Super violent. No, but please let us in to the agony. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, Red Dawn is one of those. I can't think of them now, but every once in a while I'm like, oh, my God, I just remember this movie with, like, all these hot guys in it. And then I watch it, I'm like, well, this is terrible. (laughs) 
This is a horrible, horrible, terrible movie filled with really bad violence. Let me tell you about all the movies. (laughs) Says the one that you already talked about. I can't remember. That's fair. Well, thanks to Emma, there's more violence in my brain now. Thanks for Yellow Jackets, by the way. Did you get a chance to watch that? No, I watched The Sex Lives of College Girls, which is the one I really promoted more heavily. (laughs) I watched both. Let's talk about Sex Lives of College Girls because yeah, we have very differing opinions. Yeah, Julie and I saw each other IRL. Yeah, yeah I, was on, I was at the B. And um, he was like, oh my God, I loved it. I was like, <laughs> So I'm going to let you guys go first. Go. Tell me all about what, what I missed. Well, at the end of the first episode, both Emma and I were like, Mindy Kaling never misses. It was super fun. It was enjoyable. I... I, I just don't understand how you did not like it. It's well, just go with your positive things and don't worry about me. I want I want to sell it to me. <laughs> That's not my job. Um, so they're all freshmen roommates who are living together um, in college, and they have sex in their lives because they're living. I could not explain it any better if I tried. Emma, what don't so, you know? Yeah, go on. <laughs> For the love of God. I just thought it was super cute. I thought, what was her, the main girl, Timothy, Timothee Chalamet's uh, sister? Timothee. <laughs> Kimberly. Kimberly. Uh, I thought she was adorable. Ah, I'm, I'm into it. It's just fun. It's easy. That's great. So my vision was, <laughs> here's some Indy Kaling. Uh-huh. Indian. Uh-huh. She's going to be funny. She can't get into the comedy group through normal channels so she gives all six guys on the judging committee a hand job neat because um, it's super misogynistic and they don't accept women writers an indictment on society yeah i didn't get there but then she pretty quickly realizes how wrong that was like it's not promoted as like that's a good di- good thing she did that it's like fuck you you didn't act, like they had boyfriends i you had actual champions on that team you could have let your like comedy speak for you what the fuck were you doing Jai Priest. This is what more, she to hear. More sad thirst traps from Mindy Kaling of the past. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, what is oh my gosh. issue so with Mindy Kaling? Why did most, she inspire such despondency? In I love her. I love the Mindy show, the Mindy project. I think it's great. You don't like her real persona. All she her made a TV things. show to make hot guys make out with her, which she wrote, which men have been doing for years. And good it's for It's amazing. You. Yeah. And I'm so glad it translated into your life of living all by yourself. So, you know. Oh, my God. She has a kid. Doesn't she, she have two? two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's not alone. So then there's a woman whose mother is a state senator, played by Sherry Shepard, who not so long ago thought the earth was flat. So she <laughs> is a very good actress. Um, <laughs> the blonde Wait, girl. Wait, she no longer believes that the earth is flat. She's accepted she does not. spherical wisdom. She was confused on that day when they asked her that question. Because <laughs> she had fallen off one side of the earth. And then landed on the other. She's super religious. She's a super religious person. What can you do? I don't know. Nothing. So then there's a blonde rich bitch whose name is what? Leighton. What a surprise. And <laughs> did I mention she's a white rich bitch? And then at the end there's boobs because wow, twist and turn. She's a hit. She's a lesbian. lesbian. Ah! Our tones are very different because I have the same things to say. But I have so much joy in my heart. Well, you guys didn't have to live through all these like 80s movies that all of a sudden for no reason there's like boobs. I felt like that in the show. There was just no reason for that. <laughs> and then the second one when they go, it wasn't like this is a sexy show. She'd had sex with a human sweater dude mm-hmm. who surprise, yeah. surprise, Kimberly, immediately yeah. dumps her. And then um, 
yeah, the the girl on the soccer teams having sex with her married coach. Whitney. Just, what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm guessing I'll grow into it. I'm sure I'll look back and be like, oh, I can't believe I didn't like it in the beginning. <laughs> Is it groundbreaking television? No. Is it thoroughly engaging and entertaining? I think yes. I love the premise. I love the concept. You can give me the same plot over and over and over, but if it's something I gravitate to, which is women living, I'm into it. <laughs> it's so cute. Kimberly's amazing. Pauline Chalamet, as Emma was talking about. She's super fucking cute. The smartest girl in her podunk high school and now goes to college and realizes some people actually know French. She is the 2021 version of Lena Dunham. No. No. How- <laughs> Scandal. No. No. For I me, do like unlikable. Just I just didn't I yeah, I know. I know. I'm a terrible person. Mm. You're not a terrible She's person. You just done them. Like I get there's some <laughs> there's some uh eager wokeness that I feel like it was similar. Like some of that comedy was along that same line. But there's just a different like earnestness and heart that I feel like Lena Dunham didn't show in girls. Cuz she doesn't possess it. <laughs> She's the voice of a generation. It's it's exhausting. I know, but as that generation, I want to say that that doesn't have to be our voice. (laughs) (laughs) And the voice can be Bella, who is so sex positive that she doesn't even know what sex is. And so she just goes for it. I think it's fun. Did you watch episode two? Yeah. First of all, it's coming out serialized style. So every week, bullshit. I was very ready to binge the entire season. Devastated that I can't. She goes to a naked party and there are penises and bots, not just boobs. Shows up a diverse person in a wheelchair. Who has no personality except she wants to take her shirt off. She was <laughs> also in the first episode. Barely. Barely. <laughs> She's not She's a main character. Oh, my God. And then Leighton fooling around with the woman in the minivan. That felt yeah. completely bullshit. That actually know. felt very feeling... realistic to me oh. as someone oh. who had my you first gay experience in college in a minivan. <laughs> with a mom who was like, so you haven't come out? Anyway, it may just not be targeted for me. It might just not be targeted for me. I might feel be like for you. it's that awkwardness of like first having to be fr- having to live with people that are nothing like you and like figure out how to get along in college. Like, I don't know. There aren't a lot of shows that show college at all. And I in feel like way. maybe Kayling did a great job with high school. Like I love Never Have I Ever. So love Never Have I Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Col- Maybe college is too far away. I don't. I love Never Have I Ever, as you know. I feel like, but high really, school is close to my heart. It had a really unique turn on things. Once mm-hmm. again, I'm going to make these super hot guys make out with the younger version of me that I wish had happened. Like, is she just doing this like for herself? Like, is this how she's healing her inner child? Like, I'm going to see videos of girls that look like me doing the life I wish I had. I mean, I don't blame her if she is. <laughs> you do what you can to survive. Yeah, Gavin Leatherwood. Which, first of all. That's porn. That's a porn name. He's in porn. Plays Nico. Isn't there a Nico in like every show now? Anyway, it is interesting how he and Kimberly are obviously going to do things and not just study. And I that since does you feel obviously like have IMDb open, how old is that? <laughs> <laughs> I super do. I came prepared for this possibility of this podcast that we do every week. How old is whom? The the adult grown man who's playing that part of Nico. Gavin Leatherwood. Yes, how old is he? <laughs> he was born in 1994. I can't do math. <laughs> so he's 27, 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three years that younger feels than real. you. What's three years younger than you? 27. 27, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where his birthday's in June. That always fucks me up. 
If I, if we did by Korean age, everything would be easier. It's just by your birth year. I don't know. Do you want me to talk about more about Korean it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to. Well, yeah, everyone I mean, who's it, born in like 1995 <laughs> is like the same age because like starting New Year, that's when you all turn different ages. I feel like the girls all look like they're in their early 20s. He looks old to me, but well, he's got leathery face. Bella seems like the youngest. She seems closest to like the actual age of a freshman. I find Leighton super funny though. She's like a stone cold bitch. She's an absolute nightmare. She's a horror, and that is my wheelhouse. Oh, and her dad is Rob Hubel. <laughs> Who yeah, got gray super quick or just embraced it more recently? I think during the pandemic, because he and Paul Shear were doing a podcast and he got grayer and grayer. Yeah, and her two best friends from high school turn on her and don't want to live with her. Because she's an absolute nightmare. Right, but according to the dad, these two girls are assholes and she needs to go find real friends. And then the real friends ditch her. Anyway, it's going to get good. I just know it. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Well, for me, it's already good. So with those high endorsements... Get high and watch it. Also, when they were like, they're going to college in Essex, did you automatically go to that? Welcome to Essex, Essex. <laughs> I was Essex like, Essex, guys. Vermont. I mean, is it supposed to be like, what's the most expensive college in the world? Bennington. Something Vassar. like that. No. Bennington. Isn't that where Jess's British paramour went? That's where Milton Green taught. Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green. He needs a kidney. <laughs> well, your strong look of approach didn't quite work, <laughs> but I have faith in you. Don't. I have, I have no powers. <laughs> Maybe it's the negativity I'm spewing around. You're entitled to your opinion. This is the beauty of it. We have differing views, and it's just my fault that I failed to accept them. No, you, uh, yeah, you know, I wanted to like it. I was excited to watch it. When I saw that it was on, I was like, yes. Maybe it's because I watched it with Emma. And so the brightness of her presence made it seem that much more enjoyable. But no, then I watched the second episode alone and I liked it just as much. Well, that's good. Thank you. I'm How was Yellow Jackets? Oh my God, Yellow Jackets is super fucked up. <laughs> it seems I know. like it's getting fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. So it's like told in the present day and then it flashes back to the 90s when the incident happened. Did Fatty see it too? Maybe she just wants to give it She her did. Tea. So it's like this high school can, soccer can team. Can Fatty survive outside? <laughs> I'm just curious. It's a pocket. <laughs> just a question. Be nice to Fatty. Where would you like to be? So these high school girls, they were going off to national championships for soccer and their plane crashed. And so something terrible happened and they were in the woods for 19 months. But now we're coming at them. I think they're about my age. Yeah, they're in present day. And then there's 90s uh, wonderkins like uh, Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis who looks terrible. And then (laughs) Melanie Litsky, whatever her name is. Mm -hmm. So... We know something bad happened, and they keep flashing back to it. It looks like Lord of the Flies. People, they're, like, trapping girls so they can eat them. They are, uh, you know, wearing masks made out of who knows what. Terrifying. But someone's coming for them in the present, and they've all made a deal with whoever did whatever they did back then that they're never going to reveal it. One lady's running for Senate. Anyway. <laughs> who is it? Sherry it goes Shepard's running like, for Senate. <laughs> 
Interesting. Cute little high school. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like it's, it's every emotion you can have. It's really good. Super suspenseful, a little too gross, but you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? I would, at this point, I would still rather the girls from the sex lives of college girls be on that Island than them, but that's okay. (laughs) So they would die. Or whatever happens, something bad. I mean, this <laughs> Lord of the Flies, big time. And now, present day, Christina Ricci's totally spooky, and you see her go on like <laughs> a like blind date. Just like in the date. show, or just in real life? <laughs> no, no, in the show. So she's on a blind. She's on like a Tinder date or whatever with some guy. He obviously doesn't want to be there, and she's like, "You don't want to see with me because I'm ugly or whatever." She's like, "If you come in, you can meet Caligula, which is the name of her bird." <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> and she's like, "He's really protective of me, so if he comes towards your eyes, just bat him away." Melody Litsky's in like a loveless marriage with a guy whose body is completely snatched and a daughter who hates her. I have no idea what's going to happen. I can't wait. It's also serialized, which is torture. So fucking annoying. I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I know we just like kept asking for more of intelligent (laughs) television. Sorry, but your intelligence is rooted on how much television you watch. That's just fact. That's canon. Like the mayor of Easttown and the White Lotus, that appointment television. We were asking for it, but like fucking why? This is torturous. Yeah, well, Yellow Jackets is on Showtime, so if you don't have it, you might want to wait till it's over and, like, free trial it and watch the whole thing. But, um, yeah, it's real good. I mean, it's awful, and it's real good. And it's <laughs> and then, So I, I won't spoil anything, but one girl's kind of in a precarious situation that could affect everybody, and so they try and help her, and then they have to just go, and she gets out of the precarious situation, and she is fucking pissed. <laughs> She looks like a terrifying zombie. It's fantastic. <laughs> what role do you think you would play in that, oh, that girl, scenario? This super okay. <laughs> Whoever's like, I'm just gonna leave her, and then I make it out, and I'm like, Oh, did you? Oh, really? Oh, I'm gonna haunt you for the rest of your life, and then you know what? I'm gonna haunt you in the afterlife, motherfucker. Oh yeah, this girl's got me written all over it. Bad hair, weird forehead. Uh, and they're making them wear these. So this giant is Christina shorts. Ricci. No. Oh, heard. I just heard forehead. No. Christina Ricci hasn't aged. She's very interesting. Is Juliette Lewis still a Scientologist? I don't know that she ever was. That's just Oh, she 100% was. She and Giovanni Rubisi big time. I know Lauren Lapkiss recently left the church. Oh, God. Even her? They really do love those, like, low-key, awkward-looking actors, and they just swoop them up. Is Lauren? No. I'm sorry. Laura Prepon, excuse me, not Lauren Lapkus. Laura Prepon oh, from that 70s show. Heard <laughs> from the 70s show, yeah. So anyway. Laura Lapkus sh- was from Orange is the New Black, right? Yes. With the bug eyes and the weak yeah, I love, love her. her. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. Um, yeah, Juliet Lewis looks like she has been road hard, put away wet, and then rolled over with a car. Oh, she no. looks fucked up. She I've looks like her charming, character from though. California all grown up. Yeah, it's terrifying. Well, it, like, super works for all those, like, Riot Girl 90s musical infusions that are super are fun. The you know form. what, Emma, if your hair were blonde, your new haircut, it's the same cut that the 90s girl has that is the Juliet, younger Juliet Lewis, like, the super cool one. Oh, my God. So they take acid But you look like you party. were rowed gently and put away dry. No, no. When she was younger, before whatever horrible things happened to them. But they take acid at this party and they show like what she sees and as the person who's never taken that i was like oh no what a good decision i made (laughs) 
Yeah, was, I'm, I am very curious about mushrooms just because there have been so many great trials about like psilocybin or however you pronounce it, uh-huh. being super impactful for depression with microdosing and things. Yes. Um, but I would never take actual mushrooms. Right. Um, in like any sort of major dose because one time a friend of mine called me having a full-fledged panic dissociative moment because she ate too many mushrooms and by too many, one. And we were talking for 30 seconds. She was like, I'm so sorry. I kept you talking all day. And I'm like, you need to take an Ativan right now, shut this down, and call me when you're conscious again. I'm a really good friend. Well, let's get a health check-in. How is your workout regime going? Regime? (laughs) Well, (laughs) the Communist Party of China is keeping me pretty busy. Um, Oh, my God. Have you heard about the whole Peng Shui situation? Yes. What the fuck? Absolutely, what the fuck? So Peng Shui is honestly one of my favorite tennis players. She's never won a title, like a singles title, but she was number one in doubles. And she made so many finals, and it was super exciting. She played an amazing match in Kim Clijsters' stunning 2005 hardcourt summer and was the only person to beat Kim Clijsters. And I was like, holy shit, she played so fucking well. So I've always been such a fan of her. Anyway, she posted on, I believe, Weibo, which is one of the social media sites in China, about uh, sexual assault that she experienced at the hand of one of the communist leaders and then fell off the face of the earth. No one could contact her. No one could hear from her. And through a grassroots movement of hashtag where is Peng Shui, tennis fans started getting that message out. And then people in the tennis community started talking about it. Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka. Novak Djokovic was asked about it in an interview. He didn't actually post a statement because he's weak and ineffectual, as most men are. Um, But... Now she's starting to appear on, like, yeah, so she's, by all intents and purposes, alive. Um, There are some questions about whether China's putting a doppelganger out there. But she still hasn't contacted anyone from the WTA. So she's in all of these, like, very pageantry sort of, like, look, she's doing okay after two weeks of this movement. Um, But she still hasn't reached out to any friends, any family, anyone from the WTA. And impressively, the WTA president took a very strong stance and was like, if we don't have assurances of Peng Shui's safety and the matters of her sexual assault are taken seriously and handled with transparency, then we will discontinue all of our business with China. And for the past decade or so, they've invested so much with China. And, you know, we'll see if that actually happens. But just that they were taking that stance was super impressive, especially in the wake of the ATP not handling any sort of domestic abuse allegations for any seriousness. Like Alexander Zverev, who won the W or like the ATP finals, um, abused his girlfriend. And there are very serious allegations that were never handled. And the ATP was like, they're independent contractors. We can't do anything. So it is impressive to see the WTA handling something super efficiently, quickly, and with a strong stance when the ATP is just like, what can you do? So he beats women and he like abuses them and they want to commit suicide. He's really talented. So men are trash and so are their organizations. So back to your workout regime. (laughs) I've been keeping it up. Yes. (laughs) So, and like, I had this habit of like weighing myself pretty constantly throughout the day and your weight can fluctuate wildly. (laughs) Who knew? Um, So now I'm just doing it on dedicated times, um, like dedicated days twice a week so I can track my progress more accurately. But yeah, I've still been working out at least every other day, if not like day to day. So... I'm just like a brand new person. Well, you looked fresh and youthful in person. (laughs) Um, Did you watch anything else this week or 
So interestingly, none of the things that we actually talked about from last week, other than I did watch some of Yellow Jackets, and obviously I watched all the episodes of Sex Lives of College Girls. But I got into both of the episodes. What I say? You're like I watched all the episodes. I said I watched all two, all the ones that are available to me. Yes. (laughs) What more can I do? Nothing. You're amazing. So what did you watch? Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? Were we supposed to watch that? No, I kept bringing it up, and who knows why. I tried Uh, to press play. I just couldn't. Same. No, I hovered over it, and then it started doing that, like, automatic, super cinematic, ah, of Cowboy Bebop. And I was like, eh, I'm not into it. No. (laughs) Um, So I'm just very fickle. Fickle, fickle bitch. But I started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with Rachel Bloom. Magic. So it's, like, super wild. And there are a lot of musical interludes, which I'm usually not into. Like, I watched Glee, but skipped past all the musical moments. Um, because I feel like they don't often further the plot, but I found it fun and it's like a super easy show until they delve into like mental illness. And then it's like, I feel too raw for this, but like, then it's a fun musical moment. So if you're looking for something campy and not pulpy, which is how everyone describes yellow jackets, it's like, fine, a new word. (laughs) Then crazy ass girlfriend is fun. It's on Netflix. She moves. She's a high powered lawyer who is in New York. And then she meets her camp boyfriend from her youth, sees him, and he's like, yeah, I live in West Covina now. And she's like, and I super shall as well. And so completely <laughs> dismisses him. place him. I watched half of the first season many moons ago. More than two the- moons have passed. <laughs> <laughs> two moons have passed. Two moons have passed. <laughs> I find myself saying that a lot. Can you place her boyfriend? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, I thought you had IMDb open because you sounded like you were reading something. Oh, no, I wasn't. That's just my natural abilities. <laughs> um, Vincent Rodriguez III plays Josh Chan, her Cute. love interest. And so she moves to West Covina, California from New York, turns down the job that would pay her half a million dollars a year, and resettles in this wild town where nothing's going on. And Paula Proctor, who is a paralegal at the law firm where she gets a job in West Covina, is like, this bitch is crazy. And then <laughs> finds her sequence. She's like, this bitch is crazy. Let's be friends. And then Paula Proctor, also crazy. It's super fun. (laughs) Although it does get deep, and there's an episode with Dr. Phil, which is a lot to take. Not just because she's dealing with, like, very poignant depression and panic attacks, which is, like, you to you, but that's not, like, the vibe I'm going for right now. (laughs) I'd like to be excluded from this narrative. (laughs) Well, I hate to tell you, but I put that one in the same category as... All your other terrible sitcoms. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched it when it initially came out, too, in 2015, and I only watched, like, two episodes. I couldn't get into it. But now, for whatever reason, it it hits different. Because you're Maybe I'm different. (laughs) I guess so. Perhaps. It is V-Gay. Um... Did you watch anything else, Julie? Oh, man. Are you kidding? Where do we start? As opposed to the trash that I consumed. Let's just go with the highlights. But... um, (laughs) No, I like when you dive in. The, um... Spiel it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Dr. Phil, for some reason my brain went Dr. Oz, and then there's the You're Wrong About podcast where they, like, debunk a whole bunch of stuff, but they're quitting. But there's another podcast with that guy, Michael, mm-hmm. called uh, Maintenance Phase, mm-hmm. and it's all about debunking, like, myths about weight. Um, and this really talented writer named Aubrey, but they had a two-parter on Rachel Hollis. I got to tell you, if you can't get any more Elizabeth Theranos content, Rachel Hollis is the next best place to go. The girl, wash your face. Oh my God. (laughs) She's a liar and a motivational speaker and a Christian. Aren't they all? 
I, if you want, there's two episodes about Rachel Hollis and the nonsense. So she was like a really, really popular motivational speaker, like millions of books sold, huge online presence, all of that. And then she put up a post and was like, there's this, you know, I work really hard. I get up at four o'clock in the morning and yes, there's a woman that comes twice a week to clean my toilet. So, and then everyone's like writing like, that's not relatable. And she's like, I've worked my entire life not to be relatable. Most people wouldn't work as hard as I do. Most people wouldn't do what I would do. So I'm sorry if that's not relatable. And then of course the internet was like, you must pay now, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of her Instagram people that works for her put up still I rise without like noting that that was a Maya Angelou poem. Gross. So if you want to listen to a deep dive into her terribleness, the podcast is maintenance phase. And then I learned a lot about like protein myths and the bullshit around green celery and whether or not obesity really is this huge issue, but they haven't debunked it around COVID. So I don't know what that's about, but same kind of thoughtful things. feel as you're wrong about really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the protein myth? Cause I've been consuming a lot of protein. Lately. I didn't finish it, but it's just about to say it's another lie, right? Like the carb myth, like the breakfast is the most important meal of the day. That was a marketing campaign started by the cereal companies. It's all just mm. bullshit. It's mm-hmm. just all bullshit to sell you stuff. Mm-hmm. Daylight time. savings time. Wow, <laughs> Ann Cotter is so right. <laughs> okay, so Love It or Leave It, one of our favorites. Emma and I listen to it every week. I've got my friend of the pod sweatshirt <laughs> on underneath my nine layers right here. <laughs> yeah. Which you weigh so much more. You wear so much more often than our podcast t-shirt. It's not a shirt. It's made. not a sweatshirt. It's a crew neck sweatshirt. Keeps me warm. You've been like <laughs> caressing them and you have to stop. I can only so, get so erect. I know. Well, get aroused because John Lovett is engaged to Rowan Fair and the two of them together are the cutest couple in the history of the world. And at the end of every week's episode, which they stole from Sam Sanders, they do a high point where they have people call in and they can say whatever they want and then they play it. So this week I'm driving home from the grocery store and I hear this voice go, hi, I'm Aaron and I'm going to cry right now. I don't know why. Um, and my husband, Reggie Harris was the first gay black man, um, that made it to city council, openly gay black man in the city of Cincinnati. And we just, um, also have our first Asian mayor. And I just was sobbing hysterically (laughs) because it's like my favorite podcast and one of my favorite people. It was just sobbing hysterically. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, my mother who possibly is listening is very upset about this week's great British bake-off turnaround. Ah, talk about it. Did you watch it, Emma? I did, yeah. The most talented one gets sent home. What kind of (laughs) bullshit is this? I know. My mom is not pleased. It's a controversial move. I mean, I'm on TV. Considering Giuseppe made his out of Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. I know, but it was like, I mean, I really do want all four of them to go to the final. I was like, maybe this is the time when it happens. But goddamn, the Prue and Paul are just such sticklers for the routine. You know, they're never going to throw a RuPaul curveball in there. <laughs> Although they did stays. get three out of four handshakes. I did see the gif of the person who did not get a handshake, though, and that was That's also who went home. You're That's you again. Ah, crestfallen. And he has a very sweet German accent, and he was very adorable, and he worked very hard. Mm-hmm. And he was Star Baker like 95 times. Seriously. Uh, and murder at the opera. I don't know. I think Chiggs is going to take it. I don't know. I think he is, too. Where did Chiggs come from? Did you see his friggin' layer cake? I was like, what the hell? That was gorgeous. <laughs> well, Emma, and thank you for putting up the funny pictures from last week's um, 
Oh, yeah. The last I think I figured weeks. out how to get them to stay. So we'll just collect them in stories so people can t- catch up on our funny picture tweets. Look at us growing hey. and changing. Hey. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, I'm guessing that everyone is also just over all the negativity that's going on right now. So uh, we're going to rely on our boyfriend. Who was on Love It or Leave It this yes, week? He was. Solomon Giorgio. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start getting DMing his own him. podcast? Yes. It's about nice. gossip. And it's not about like, it's just what they did on the show. Mm-hmm. It's about like local gossip, not like big gossip. So this girl stands up and she's like, my boyfriend, my his, he had sex with a girlfriend. And I know because I was the third. And you're like, oh. I don't care about people's gossip. I don't. Did you? Care about? No. But I feel like he's been doing that in his Insta stories, too, and I haven't been at, yeah. I I want it to be something funny because I think he's so funny, and I think he could make things, but it hasn't been. He's so funny. He's so cute. He wrote (laughs) on Hacks. His Instagram and Twitter is the best. Mm -hmm. Since David Allen Greer's, like, in a good mood or something. I, I even have a family tweet. All right, you ready to one or two it? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get our expectations nice and low. James Brickwell <laughs> said, before I became a parent, I never thought I would break up a fight at a living room guinea pig fashion show, yet here we are. <laughs> that is my ideal future. <laughs> guinea pigs are my ideal pet. This is a tweet from former Great British Bake Off contestant Dan Beasley Harding, who I follow because he's really funny. He says, everyone, please keep me in your thoughts today. Nothing bad happened. I just really like being the center of attention. (laughs) (laughs) Made me think of Nick. One or two. Oh, those are good. I think it's a one for me because two makes me think of me too much. (laughs) And like a bad one. Guinea Pig fashion show? (laughs) Always. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great band name. (laughs) Mouse Rat. (laughs) Guinea Pig fashion show. All right. Delia Kai said, me arriving late to things. Sorry, supply chain problems. <laughs> <laughs> that one for sure. <laughs> really? If okay. I have to hear one more time about the goddamn supply chain, that's not in a humorous tweet by Delia. I'm a freak out. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Joe Biden has no control over the price of gas right now. It's not his fault. Just deal with it. I wish everyone could know that. Well, I'm going to tell both so- the people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Mom, Stacy, Rebecca, Daphne. <laughs> Emmeline, it's not his fault. Okay, that's more than two. Is it? Math right, is not her best guinea, subject. <laughs> guinea pig fashion show or supply chain? Supply Ooh, chain. Supply chain got a bigger laugh. Okay, openly gay animals posted. Nothing. So I'm just trying to get them the right order. <laughs> openly sorry. gay animal posted. No thanks, I'm a vegetarian. Is a fun thing to say when someone tries to hand you their baby. <laughs> Uh, that hit on a number of levels. First, their handle, openly gay animal. <laughs> oh, you got to check out their Instagram. It is amazing. Uh, openly gay animals or supply chain? Openly gay animals. Yeah. Sorry, vegetarian baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, either All of the one. the words are great. Yes. <laughs> Driving Me Maddie wrote, reading for pleasure implies the existence of reading for pain, and that's why we're all on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. That's a very true statement, but I am going to go with openly gay animals, even though that's not the tweet. Vegetarian yes. baby. Vegetarian baby. <laughs> Vegetarian baby, yeah. Right. Also a great band name. <laughs> it is. All right, here's another one for our picture tweets. My uncle, a retired fisherman, volunteered to build his first grandson's crib. There were mixed reactions. 
So it's a it's a crib that has like a open shark's mouth and a broken boat headed into the shark's mouth and a baby laying on the crib. <laughs> Like it's sobbing. It kind the of baby does, does look very unhappy. It does. Yeah. Are we going with crib baby or I don't even know where you are now? Crib baby, uh, vegetarian baby. It's the baby against baby. It's a baby baby. <laughs> it's a baby off. Oh, Which man. baby will you choose? I think choose? it's crib baby. That one. It's crib baby. Took a yeah. For me to see, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm a slut for visual cues, not for babies. All right. Now, our last tweets are just a rash of tweets from Solomon Giorgio. So, should we just do, like, a best of Solomon Giorgio? Because he's obviously going to win. Stiff competition this episode. (laughs) I'm so surprised. I really was sitting here like, God, these tweets are terrible. Maybe it's just me. It's been a very upsetting week in the world again. It It's just getting really, it's just. I feel like that's just our constant refrain for a podcast that's about positivity. I uh, I watched the latest episode or the next episode of The Shrink Who Lives Next Door. Oh, me too. Why? I don't know. I spent the entire time frowning, and so I had to watch yes. Ted Lasso afterwards because I was like, I just need to feel joy again. It's so so awful. awful. <laughs> it's so awful. And I read like a review of it that says it's awful, and then I read the real story to see what happens at the you know to the end. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Is it and they're like, Do you, are you going to watch the end? Well, obviously, because I have a life. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm trying it's, to keep I'm really hoping it's going to be worth it because every episode it's, it's not. feels more nauseating. I know. Paul Rudd's doing a really good job. Yeah, he is. I don't think. I, they were saying a review I read was like that Catherine Hahn and Will Ferrell are like caricatures of what we think of Jewish people, but not actual Jewish people. Hmm. Anyway, moving on to Solomon Giorgio, <laughs> the love of my life, gay or not. People complaining about cancel culture are mostly older white folks that want to be relevant. Relevance is a young person's game. The gift of being older is being ignored. Stop trying to get attention and use this opportunity to steal from Target. (laughs) (laughs) Now, steal from, like, Walmart or something. Target's not great. It's the only place Ann Cotter will let me shop, so it must be doing better (laughs) than everywhere else. Well, I just have to say that Solomon Giorgio is... My hero and the funniest person besides Nick that I know. I was, did you see me getting defensive already? No. <laughs> <laughs> sort of clenching. Not my fists. I was doing Kegels. Take it to the runway, runway. Take it to the runway, runway. Come on, girl. Put your face in the walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Um, did you watch UK and Canada or just UK? I sure did. I watched both. Yeah. Thoughts on UK? Thoughts on UK. So uh, it does pain me to see Ella. It does pain me to see Ella succeed, but she, I don't know. Um, I think it's just because she's only been doing drag since 2019, which I have to remind myself is like 18 years ago now. Um, But I don't know, just like the recent queens who are just like drag race queens specifically and not like the old culture of drag kind of bother me sometimes. But she did an objectively great job. It was super funny. It is one of the best roasts in drag race history. History, my bad. And it was impressive. And Giddy's Got Claws had some great content, but she did look down at her notes a lot, which was distracting. Um, and then Crystal and Vanity were there. 
When, when Vanity took the mic and started to walk, I'm like, oh, she's going to rip them for shreds. And then you're like, oh, no, it's just boring. <laughs> I was lovely to see all the other queens from the season. Um, was it? I felt like you could see why they were all there on the ground, not on the stage. Well, except for um, Victoria Scone. She should be there. She should have been roasting. She would have absolutely killed it. Instead, she killed her knee in my dreams. Scarlet looks really pretty. Scarlett does look gorgeous. Charity, she's the wicked witch of the West East. I'm not a compass, but turned Ivy like poison Ivy. I liked it a lot. Emma kept asking who the fuck is wearing that hat. And I was like, I don't know her. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, (laughs) I was just about to ask you both. Who's that? Took a very long time to figure that out. I like, for whatever reason, have a major soft spot for Anubis and I wish she had more airtime. Yes. Well, she was so eager and so excited to be there and so little, 19, like. But also little. so big, like so <laughs> tall. <laughs> she was big and small. Yeah, they all looked um, real bitter. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. <laughs> well, and then River was like, I'm going to show you guys how well I dress and went to Barty City for <laughs> some plastic devil horns and a devil pitchfork. Slayed me. Scarlet looks gorgeous. And yeah, mad. she does. Yeah, everyone looks pissed. Scarlet, though, the whole time that they were doing their routine was like being so supportive. She just kept smiling and nodding, That's super like, true. Yes, yeah. yes, keep going, girl. Veronica Green looked like she drowned herself in ramen to try to like recover. <laughs> so from... <laughs> and there's so just mean emer- to her. I know, and she just emerged. She looks like she drowned herself in ramen and then came to in the Groove is in the Heart by Delight video. I'm here for it. Teresa May looks like she stuffed herself in a sausage outfit. She's got to be sweating like a beast. Look at how tight this thing is. Jesus. Yeah, sorry, girls. Crystal looked beautiful. (laughs) Ella did not. (laughs) I know, she did look like she was wearing a duvet cover on her top. I was like, is this an unconventional materials challenge? Because if so... Still bad. In her talking heads, she looks like a just a little guy. And then whenever she's out there, you're like, look at those guns. Like she's not a tiny person. Very fit. She's soft. Vanity. I don't know what this chicken charo share of it is, but it looks like Nicki Minaj went to carnival sort mm. of situation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look at them sitting there like the white supreme dirty rise. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't wait for your merch. I will say that, like, she has a lot of merch material here. Between Dirty Rice and your one single talent, she's going to make bank. I mean, I do feel bad for her husband, who's going to be working in a sweatshop to produce all of those shirts, but <laughs> I will still buy them. I know. You get read for your looks every week, and you're like, my husband makes all my looks. I'm like, stop telling everybody that. <laughs> he was so cute, because, like, when we untuck oh, backstage, yes. Hold on, we get to see later. all of their family members, and the little Estonian man is so sweet. Yeah, El of a Day's boyfriend is hot as fuck yeah where's he from he had an accent um i th- my dreams think it's just i know <laughs> frenchy and he's yeah. got a frenchy <laughs> um if your dog has stinky farts you need to change their food just so you know and here's kitty's family <laughs> more dogs oh it was so sweet though and they both look like their dogs they really and do that's the kind of content <laughs> that i'm here for they were so sweet and supportive and you see why kitty has so much confidence and it's decided that's what parents should do Make sure their kids have looks like confidence disproportionate to their looks and abilities. Now, well, that's not true. Her abilities are great. Now, Crystal's family, the dad's like, I hate fat. I mean, I love my son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
You're it looks just like a Nancy. I mean, good boy. I love oh, that you wear dresses. It's fantastic. It looks like a proof of life video, and they're all being held hostage by RuPaul, and one of the producers is prodding them with like an electrical electric cattle prod saying, be nice, be supportive. The teenage daughter's like, my brother taught me everything I knew about makeup. <laughs> I know. And this one's like, I'm not a poof like my brother. I mean, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> They're from different countries, all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know the accents <laughs> this How many is countries are in this country? <laughs> this is a, they could be so from many. Scotland. They could be anywhere. Wales. Yeah. Vanity's husband. Slim. He's real proud. No, Sim. Sorry. Sim, I know. <laughs> Emma was like, he's even like teleconferencing from his sewing room. You think Ella's boyfriend's wearing lipstick? I, maybe they're just that chapped. I bet they are super hot together just walking around. The yeah. sex tape? Yeah, I would like to see it. So the category was what? Like golden fantasy or something? It was like goddess, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crystal's makeup is insane. She looks amazing. Yeah, think? she does. She does look like a Renaissance like iconography painting with the way she did her eyes with the gold inlay. Sunny, I took art history, got a five on the AP exam. Does it show? It should. <laughs> yeah, she looks amazing. So someone was <laughs> talking about how unfair it is that you don't. Lots of people. So, um, Vanity was talking about how there needs to be more representation, not just of um, queens of color, but you know, drag kings and. Uh, AFAB queens, but that people can't afford to even try out because you know you don't have the money to bring these looks together. Mm -hmm. So they suggested on Bussy Queen, Queen that they give everybody a stipend. A hundred percent. Like they do on every other show. Yeah, you don't go to Project Runway and they're like, make that outfit out of whatever you brought. <laughs> I know. So Well, and like the critiques are insane when it's just like, I wish you would bring us something else. They already oh. done brought all their shit. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't think Ella's wig was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know why everyone was being so mean to her. It just wasn't that They just good. wanted it to be higher. Yeah, I mean, she was very excited that it was human hair. Yeah. Like, why make human like, hair blue? human know you <laughs> took the hair? I know. Of all the things, this wasn't like a human hair bundle lip sync. Remember when Valentina said that? Great line. Yes. A.D. Bryant wore the <laughs> same color on SNL and her Mother Earth sketch this week. Yep. I'm thinking blue hair is my next thing. Yeah, dude, Emma's really. <laughs> Emma's red now. What color are we calling that, Emma? Cherry blossom red? Sure, I love it. So her outfit was whatevs. Vanity's also was not, not great. It did look like Madonna, Cleopatra, halftime show sort of situation. Um, I still think she looked great. All Emma said was, oh, those tights. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many pairs of tights does she have on? A lot. Yeah, several. Several of those yeah. tights. <laughs> Kitty looked great, but it wasn't like a revelation or anything, but they were talking about it like it was amazing. The hair was super stunning. I mean, I'm a slut for Greece. It's like, say you're gay without saying you're gay. I was really into Greek mythology growing up. So I really appreciated like the Hercules muses meets like pink. <laughs> but the hair was very detailed. Why do we keep going back to Marco the boyfriend? We're not. We, we get it. You're obsessed with it. We jumped over the looks to get to that part since you jumped over and now we're back. So this is the lip sync, which is hallucinate by Julie. Yes. Song. <laughs> by Julie. No, um, right. Let's just call facts facts. Even though this would not have benefited me, I did win this week, by the way, in case you were curious. Um, Vanity Milan won that lip sync. 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Hands down. Yep. So truly, I am the true winner. 
<laughs> but <laughs> but also not. Um, Vanity fucking slayed it. She's such a great performer. Absolutely insane. And it is kind of shitty that like the thing that drag queens do the best and the most often, which is perform to music, is only showcased when you're in the bottom. So if you have that talent, you're only able to like really reveal it when you're in the bottom. But after Crystal's initial lip sync, um, I was expecting so much more. I also thought she was playing to the camera, like RuPaul and the judges are to the right and the camera's straight ahead. And she was just like mouthing like bo, 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 <laughs> at the camera. Mm-hmm. She was dead eyed and Vanity was like in it. She's yeah. always in it. So I, I too could have seen a double save, but I would have rooted for Vanity to win it. I 100% did. Same, yeah. And Crystal seems to be shrinking every week, but you know, Vanity's looks made by her loving husband are garbage. So <laughs> off what she goes. Do? Off she goes. So next week is the finale. They're going to jingle them bells and an all singing, all dancing performance. <laughs> oh, they did rip on poor Alan's teeth. I didn't think that was very nice. He rips on his own teeth. I thought that was fine. Did you uh, see the Adele? Um, oh, my gosh. I only saw the part where she was talking and did not know that her childhood teacher was in the audience and was talking so earnestly and so openly about how amazing she was. And then she showed up and it was just like, ah, fresh. It was adorable. So then Adele starts really crying and she's like, oh my God, I love you so much. I have all the books you ever gave, like told me to read. She only had her for like a year. And the woman used to do street dance. She's obviously like 30 years older now. And Adele's like, you still dancing? <laughs> and so then she's crying and crying and crying. So they send the teacher back to her seat and she's like, I need to get my makeup touched up for real. She's like, Alan, come up here and talk for five minutes. So Alan Carr gets up and she says to the band, play, um, not more than a woman. What's it called? Uh, make me, make you love me. Make what's the Adele song. Make you feel my love. Make you feel my love. She's like, band, play that song. Alan, sing it. And he's like, what? (laughs) He's like, okay. So they're all like singing it with him and he sounds terrible. And it's hilarious. (laughs) And she gets her makeup touched up and then comes over and she's like, that's a real friend. Just gets up out of nowhere and does that. Bye-bye. Go sit down. <laughs> so yeah, Alan Carr officiated Adele's wedding. Oh. Or no, Adele officiated his wedding. One of those two things happened. <laughs> I like Adele. I think she's amazing, but I'm not like an Adele stan. Like I don't listen to her music on regular. I've listened to the new album, but I thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. The new album's very interesting. You could tell she listened. Oh, I didn't want it. <laughs> Didn't you just drink something? He just drank boba, but I think that might be the problem. (laughs) That was a little Katya. Uh, uh, uh. My (laughs) earring fell off. You're like, you're okay. Winner. So back to Adele's album, what? She clearly listened to um, Frank by Amy Winehouse and Beyonce's Lemonade, of which I think she said she listened to both those things. Because there are, like, way more long-form songs like over six minutes long and one intercut with her having conversations with her kid um that i thought i was gonna hate and initially did but then by minute 74 i was like this is amazing so it's less of like zippy like this will get radio airplay and more of just like i'm gonna do what i want well did you see she wrote spotify and said like i curated this album in order for a reason and we all do that like it's super important so you're automatically shuffling everything ruins my art. And they were like, okay, so now all the albums can be played in order for free. Could they not? No. Before? If you don't have a paid Spotify, oh, it just shuffles. Oh, her. And so then they tweeted back, anything for you. 
<laughs> and changed our whole platform because they upset it now. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, who do we think is going to win? The whole kit and caboodle. Drag race. Remember we were talking about drag race? Uh-huh. <laughs> Make you feel my love. When the rain is pouring I want kitty. So here's my want. thinking. Think? Is that kitty would win for sure if Lawrence Cheney hadn't just won. Mm. You know what I mean? So Nick, who do you think is going to win? So this didn't pay off for me last time, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say Ella's going to win. So if she does, I win points. But if Kitty wins, which I want, I'll be happy. So Emma, you think that Kitty's going to win even with my Lawrence Cheney? I do. I just want to give it to her, you know? All right. Well, as we head into the final week in third place with 172 points is this chick. Oh, tied, tied for first place and Nick both with 175 <laughs> this is going to be a nail biter <laughs> Frank is freaking out uh, okay thoughts on Canada briefly we're way over as usual um, Canada I thought was super fucking fun this week I think Cynthia Kiss is being robbed blind Yeah, I do not fact- know what is going on she has been Nothing but great. And they just shit on her every week. Buy yeah, Geometric. Uh, buy lots buy of other people. Kendall. Oh, buy Kendall Gender. Buy. Yeah, bye. Bye, 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 bye. The fact that of that, like, I'm pleased that they didn't go full Relaska Talks and have them all go to the final. But the fact that Cynthia, sorry, my hand's like, stop right now. The fact that Cynthia Kiss is the first one of that trio to go. Mm-mm. Makes no sense. No sense. She's so talented. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know anything about her except for she was on Trixie and Katya's podcast. But I love Gigi Gorgeous. Yeah, she was fun. She was the funniest one on that panel during the runway. (laughs) No offense, but these really nice people from Canada are not funny. (laughs) And I don't even think it's because they're being nice. (laughs) No, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah, I did think it was nice that they started, like, actually squabbling and sort of, like, fighting over who that they thought mm-hmm. was actually performing. That was neat. I see passion. Gigi's wrong. like, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> also, this lip sync song, this was my one of my favorite songs growing up. Heaven by DJ Sammy. Hey, baby, you're all that I want when you're lying here in my arms. My arms. Yeah, Kendall Gender's getting on my nerves. I don't know why. Getting. So then um, Kimora Amore went provocative Mm -hmm. on the second Mm -hmm. outfit. Very upsetting. Uh Yeah, I mean, that was stirring. I mean, usually people will be like, um, you know, misfortunes and oppression, but make it fashion. And she just like went for it fully and was just like, this is ugly because this is reality. And then despite being so scared about all the greens that she got with Envy, turned out a look, turned out a great look. Yeah, I can't believe how many people are left. I'm like, Pythia, Adriana, (laughs) Isis. Like, those are my top three, I think, at the moment. Yeah, same. And Gia, Kendall, and Kimora. Bye. Don't you think? Yeah, I did love how, like, everyone did well this episode. Like, well, first of all, Cynthia, like, made actual art for that, like, twerk of art challenge. And then so did Pythia. And then Isis Couture had a great week, obviously winning both. But um, 
<laughs> her wrath was phenomenal. That was a great look. Where is her voice from? That is not I'm like not a Canadian sure. accent of any kind. It's really like, I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, did you watch Italia? No, I couldn't. It's too much. There's too much. I know, but we can't be the people who only watch English-speaking queens. I know. And the very confusing Holland, which was like English-Dutch hybrid. I'm like, wait, what? 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 Dutchless, yeah. I watched Thailand. Okay. I love Thailand. I did. I did. I know. Okay, fuck it all. Um, yeah, I mean, UK is about to be over, so then we can watch Italia. We'll follow Canada a little more closely, maybe. Maybe, yeah. You are right, though. This is like a Jan situation with someone who's more talented than Jan. Maybe not. I'm way more talented than most of the people up there. That The one where she sang in the musical, she should have been in the top. Correct. The one where she was in the bottom for being a bad team leader was bullshit. It's just nonsense. She is getting rail eroded. So Isis Couture is clearly the front runner of the season now. Um, with Pythia. 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 With Pythia, and I think I think Geometric, Isis Couture, and Pythia are going to make it to the end. I don't know. I feel like Adriana could be in there. I want us to come up with some new challenges and send them in. Because next week is the roast on Canada, and you're like, well. Or they need to set them and be like, the third one is Snatch Game, the ninth one is a roast. Like, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever wrote Bra Wars should write all of the sketches. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. The social work moments in the thing, I don't know. I mean, it was an interesting conversation. I don't know if you remember it, but um, Kimora was saying, like, I'm not really sure on the LGBTQIA, like, pronouns and this, that, and the other. And someone's like, oh, I identify as this. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Hmm. So obviously they haven't had the conversation. That was interesting. And some of them were like, in in my day, they was like an insult. Right. So I'm in not sure if they're confusing it with like it. Yeah. 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 Terrible. So we'll keep watching Canada, but I mean, it's no yellow jackets. Nobody's going <laughs> to die. <laughs> Do you guys uh, want to play this- a game? <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you up for it, Nick? <laughs> Are you unwell? Did the boba get you? I just maybe think that wasn't the right choice for me. The boba? The boba. Do you need like eat some crackers or something? I had meat. That's very different. Yeah, boba plus beef with a jewel pod sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what game are we playing, Emma? Uh, so I've got a version of catchphrase that I think we're going to try mm. and do. So I'm going to send you, we're going to do three rounds. I'm going to send you each a list of questions or a list of uh, words or phrases. So we'll play kind of like we're passing the thing back and forth, but we'll just, you'll give clues back and forth. Um, for every clue you get the other person to guess, you'll get a point. And then I'm going to do 60 seconds on the clock. And whoever nice. is giving the clue at 60 seconds will lose a point. <laughs> wow. Like hot potato. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so I know what when are you the, say uh, we're taking rules. turns, we're doing different words. Correct. Yeah. So you're going to do your number one, first one. And then once Nick guesses it, he'll start giving his first one. Okay. And you'll okay. give the clues back and forth. Gotcha. So how do you play catchphrase? Yeah, Can I just rules? say anything? Uh, you can't do rhyming words. You can't say the first letter. And you can't say any words that are part of the phrase. 
But you can okay, give like heard. a story. You don't just have to yeah. go like frog. Yeah, toad, you can say as umbrella. many words as you want, <laughs> as long as they don't rhyme <laughs> and are not the words on your on your card. Gotcha. Y'all ready to give this a shot? Y'all ready to yes. go? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Julie. Julie, it is. <laughs> Sixty <laughs> seconds are on the clock. Julie's going first, and go. What you just drank that upset your tummy? Boba tea. Well, uh, you tea. blow bubbles. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is you. Jews. Uh, Mariah Carey. <laughs> yes. Um, this is where Lorelai, in the middle of their town, they sit in the in the middle of gazebo. The town. Yes. Um, Muzak is blaring from this enclosed moving elevator. Box. Elevator. What sound? Speaker. It's a particular elevator speaker. A genre of this that plays Music. in the. There we go. Muzak is pretty cheaty. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's true. Your mother tells you to do this at the end of the meal, like get it all. There are people starving Off. in Africa. You need to blank. Finish this. your plate. Not just not dirty, but clean. Mm-hmm. Your plate. Clean yes. your plate. Um, make it work. Make it work, designers. Too good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Right. Oh, wow. Julie lost a point. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I like this game. I don't think you should get a point for Muzak and music. They're spelled differently. They're spelled differently. Hey, they're different things. I'm not saying it makes the most sense, but. I think it. I think the catchphrase gods would let it fly. Round two, cards coming at ya. All right, sixty seconds on the clock, and go. They're like better Twizzlers, I guess. Red vines. <laughs> yeah. He plays Captain America. He's basic, and I love him. Chris Evans. Yes. <laughs> um, it is a channel on a box that shows pictures. Um, popular in the 80s where they used to be Nickelodeon, all about MTV. Mm, there it is. Down uh, back in the day when we used to work in an office, you'd go stand and talk about the latest show at the water cooler. Yes. Um, Thomas, the train blank, um, would be using this kind of um, thing that guides his directional choices. <laughs> train conductor. Train. Okay, but. But like the, that it moves on. What's Track. that called? There we go. Nice. In the sports balls, when everybody gets together, the people that are really good at the end Huddle. of the season. No, at the end of the season, they take all the good people from all the teams and they call it, oh, drag race. Uh, Trixie won season three of? All stars. Yes. What was I thinking? Um, sports ball. Okay. When you're at a body of water and you're trying to, damn it. So close. <laughs> <laughs> the chimes have spoken. <laughs> All tied up. <laughs> Are we all negative tied up? one, negative one. We're both at zero. No, you but guys. No, we get a point for every right one. Yeah, we have five to five. Oh, no, so it is tied up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Do you all feel I better now. Do you both feel better. <laughs> <laughs> all tied up. Is that a song? It's all fired up from Pat Benatar. Hmm. Did you see Pete Davidson's Walking in Memphis cover? <laughs> yes. And I was like, why is Mark, Co- is that Method Man? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he 
You know, when oh you're gosh, dating Kim British... K, <laughs> you can get oh anybody. God, why? Uh... A couple of the sketches I thought this week were really funny. Bone Yang is slaying SNL I right now. I love it so much. And Sarah Sherman had a couple good highlights again. Into her. Oh my god, they did karaoke highlights of the week. That was pretty funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one was hilarious. <laughs> and uh Simu Liu from Shang-Chi, he's hilarious and gorgeous. And, the... and then they both were like first Asian to win everything. <laughs> so many awards. <laughs> and the dog uh government experiment <laughs> skit. <laughs> I was having did you watch it, Nick? No. So they're like pretending that they've crossed a dog with a person for a dog man, but it's a female. But it's a real life golden retriever sitting there and then a person with their hands coming out. But it is like so stressful that the dog is going to like run away and at one point he's doing the wrong thing and they have to like fix him. It was very, very stressful. Wasn't it? I didn't think, I thought it was hilarious. Oh my God, I was stressing out. The dog's eating a sandwich and then the dog's like licking himself. <laughs> so he's down like, I just, they played off it so well. They did great so impressed they almost broke several times oh my god and then pete davidson as a child during that like cake show the <laughs> great british bake-off yes was it british bake-off i don't know but then he can't stop eating the cake you're like what are you doing and then kyle mooney's is just a penis <laughs> the end and he can't help but break like pete davidson sees a penis and starts laughing he just can't help it <laughs> he is a child and then they play a really great game, great game republican or not <laughs> yeah. and it was hilarious <laughs> That was so good. You were like, well, how's this going to work? And then you're like, oh, shit. It's hard. I have no idea. <laughs> Keenan's the host of the game show. He's just eating popcorn because they can't figure it out if they're Republicans Benson or not. Benson Dubois. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they have a bumper sticker that says, my body, my choice. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was really funny. Really smart. Sorry, Nick's like, stop talking about things I don't know about. Okay, here we go. He's studying. <laughs> He's getting This right. is it. This is the final round, right? Final round. One minute the on the clock. Final countdown. Winner of this takes the whole thing. All right, Julie's up first. And go. Um, he's an actor. He was on Saturday Night Live. He does um, the Hanukkah song, Jewish. Uh, Adam Adam Sandler. Yes. I work at a... Restaurant. Yep. Um, you go get ice cream at the... Not a king, but a... Dairy Queen. Yeah. Um, James Candolfini starred in this HBO Sopranos. Mafias. There we uh, go. All-American dessert... Pie. What kind? Macintosh. American pie. Yep. <laughs> Apple pie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, landing area of a website. I, I need to go to the... Bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're sabotaging this on purpose. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Blank is where the heart is. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm not sure. Blank is where the heart is. I'm going to this place where I live. The restaurant. Oh my God! I'm. You're failing this on purpose, so I lose a point. You're a monster. I mean, I feel like we're out of time. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> no, that was blatant cheating. It really was. <laughs> oh my God! With the landing strip. A homepage. Like is what? Then I was changing tactics. But, but you started out is. with the landing. No, I don't listen to cheaters. <laughs> I don't. I, don't care I did. About I, as soon as you got on the last clue, I was like, I'm just not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a you totally win. I was just being silly. I was like, oh yeah, we're just gonna. Because we're very chill about our games. <laughs> I I know. I knew I was gonna lose, so I just wanted to control the loss. 
Way to go, Nick. <laughs> so what? No, I didn't you win. There's such we a all did win. No, I didn't win. We all know that I knew what was going on. I was <laughs> doing it on purpose. And we've always agreed to play full out the whole time. We didn't agree to that today, but you still won. <laughs> you may have won the game, but I believe I've won it life, so... What a wonderful, wacky week. We had a bobo tea incident, <laughs> dogs barking on every end, um, cheating, cheater, cheater. Uh, we're agreeing to continue with Yellow Jackets, Sex Lives, Se Yellow Jackets is on Showtime, the Sex Lives of College Girls, which is on HBO Max, mm -hmm. Selling Sunset, I believe, garbagely starts this week. I can't wait. Um I'm going to continue to watch The Challenge, Great British Bake Off, The Challenge All-Stars, Survivor, <laughs> all of those well, terrible shows. Abby. Oh, jo Josh went home this week on The Challenge. It was fantastic. Um, and then the podcasts, I was talking about maintenance phase. What else were we talking about? Weren't you guys talking about a podcast? Oh, Office Love Ladies. It, leave it. Office Ladies. So <laughs> lots of joy to be had on this crazy week with or without your families, being grateful for other people. Thankful that we're not currently committing genocide. I don't know. You know, I don't know. This is a rough one. Are we saying happy Thanksgiving to people? I've been writing super grateful for you. Love it. I don't know. And if we we're say that around. every week, so it sounds authentic. I know, but I just don't know if we're walking around saying happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah, I do. Well, I hope that you enjoy days off if you get them this week. I'm thankful for you listening. I'm thankful to Nick and Emma and our pets that have been barking and loving us. I um, hope you got in a couple good laughs. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> We love you, Frank.